Made It in Japan Podcast ホストのエリオットです。毎度ありがとうございます。本日のエピソードはどちらかというと外国人や外国にいる方々向けではありますが英語のできる方であれば誰でも参考になると思うのであのぜひ聞いていただければと思います。タイトルからすでにわかっているかもしれませんがこのエピソードの目的は日本における新型コロナウイルスの現状報告にあります。2、3週間前ではなく、なぜ今やろうとしたかっていうと、日本はまさに瀬戸際の状況だからですね。あの、今後爆発するか、収束へ向かおうか、今こそ重要だっていうふうに認識して,るしております。でその現状を整理するために南山大学総合政策学部の教授であるデイビッド・ポッター先生にご協力いただきました実はポッター先生は2回目の登場であって昨年の3月頃に第9話ですねのゲストにも来ていただいていますまだ聞いてない方はぜひ聞いてくださいでは本日のエピソードに戻ると4月4日の土曜日、昨日ですね、にこの会話を録音しました。で日に日にあの急激なスピードでこのウイルスの状況が変わっているので、なるべく早くアップしようと努めました。録音が終わってからの変化としては、4月4日には368人。の新たな感染が確認されているので全国の感染者数は4000人を突破しました政策や社会的な反応という面に関してはポッター先生のおっしゃる通りであって特に変わりはありません今後についてまあ僕自身はかなり大きく懸念しているのは事実ですが不安を煽るためにこのエピソードを作ったわけではありませんむしろリスナーの皆さんにとって自分を取り巻いている状況を整理し客観的に捉えるための手助けをしたいだけなのでそう思ってもらえれば幸いです最後ですが、いまだに購読していないリスナーさんは、ぜひとも購読し、ポーキャストの評価をお願いします。すでにやっていただいている皆さん、拡散しましょう。前代未聞の2020年、皆さんのご健康とご安全を願ってやみません。Welcome back to the Made in Japan podcast. I hope everyone is staying safe and for those who are hunkered down, maintaining relative sanity. As many of you probably gathered from the title, the purpose of this episode is to provide information on the state of COVID 19 in Japan. My reason for doing this now, as opposed to maybe two or three weeks ago, is that Japan is in many ways on the precipice of a major breakout. And this is a crucial time for the entire country in terms of major policy decisions.、Uh, to do so, I requested the assistance of Dr. David Potter, political scientist and professor in the Faculty of Policy Studies at Nanzan University.、Uh, he's also the director of the graduate program there, by the way.、Uh, this is not the first time Dr. Potter has been on the podcast. He came on initially as the guest for episode nine. Which we recorded together about a year ago. While the discussion there is totally unrelated to COVID 19, of course, those who haven't should go back and check out that episode as well. Back to today's episode. Our conversation was recorded on the afternoon of Saturday, April 4th, in Nagoya, Japan. As numbers are obviously changing daily, both domestically and around the world, I have hurried a bit to get this up as quickly as possible. Uh, to provide up to date information for you all. Well, the statistics Dr. Potter provides、uh, concerning government policy and the national response remain accurate. An additional 368 cases have been confirmed since the recording yesterday. So you can keep that in mind as you listen to our conversation. 
A tremendous thanks to Dr. Potter. He went above and beyond the call of duty to offer an excellent analysis of where we are currently in Japan, while also providing the necessary political and social context to make it digestible for a Western audience. Big thanks to him there. While I remain very concerned about the sense of urgency with Japan, or the lack thereof is perhaps a better way to say it, I hope this provides listeners with a new lens for interpreting your own situation and shed some light on the process of reacting to a global crisis at the national level. I urge everyone to share your own thoughts and experiences. I think dialogue is definitely something we could all use a bit more of right now. And for those who haven't, uh, please subscribe to the podcast and provide a review. As for the subscribers and followers, tell a friend. I wish everyone the physical strength and mental fortitude to get through this, uh, because there's no doubt that we're in it for the long haul. Thanks again. Okay, Dr. Potter. Good afternoon, Elliot. Good afternoon. Great to see you. It's good to see you again, too. It's been since, I believe, late December last year. Yeah. The last time we saw each other. So three and a half months or so. Uh, After that, I got on a plane and went back to the United States. You did? Yeah. Came back a week afterwards with relative ease. Good. Yeah. It's funny thinking about how things can change in just three months. Yeah. 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 Um, Everything... Fine with you otherwise, um, all yeah. things considered? Personally, yes. Um, yeah. The world is falling around our, around our ears, but uh, right. I'm fine. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, great. Well, thank you very much uh, for your time, mm-hmm. for agreeing to do this. Thank you for braving the trip. No problem. <laughs> Actually, I, yeah. I drove over today. So oh, okay. I'm, Maintaining I'm, your distance. I'm, I'm self-quarantining. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> great. Uh, so, the, the main reason for today's episode was to discuss, uh, for mainly a Western audience, mm-hmm. what is happening uh, in Japan as regards COVID-19 mm-hmm. and the Japanese government's response uh, to that. You, as a specialist on Japanese politics, seemed like the appropriate guest. So, I, I again, appreciate you taking out the time uh, for coming to meet me today. Thank you. So, let's start uh, with just sort of outlining mm-hmm. uh, the, the current state of COVID-19 here in Japan mm-hmm. and what has been the Japanese government's response uh, in terms of both policy and in terms of uh, the general message portrayed to the public mm-hmm. uh, regarding the, the pandemic. Okay. Um, actually, I uh, checked the Asahi newspaper Mm. Uh, last evening, um, online version. Yeah. And as of yesterday, it's reporting uh, there are 3,850 people in Japan who are um, or said are known to have mm. COVID-19. Confirmed cases. Yeah, con- these are confirmed cases. Um, it's very interesting. Of those, um, was it three, how was, what was the number here? Um, 3,800. Yeah, three, actually 3,800, which is, which is a real spike compared to mm. a couple of weeks ago. Right. Um, even, even late last week compared to that, there's, there, that's been quite a spike. Now that includes about 723 people from the uh, cruise ship that was docked at Yokohama. Right, right. So right now the official count is of those 3,850, um, seven, uh, what, uh, 723, so roughly, okay. what, 20% somewhere now. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, are sort of, you know, basically from, from that cruise ship. Right. Uh, the numbers, by the way, something that's interesting is if you ask where, mm. uh, th- where this is, um, by the way, of, of 3,850 people, these are cases where people have been in the hospital, the, the government knows about them because they've been diagnosed with COVID-19 mm. and have been hospitalized. Of that, 1,133 have been released, so about one okay, third wow. of them. A little bit, actually now closer to actually uh, a quarter of them um, mm. are um, have been um, re- released. Okay. So um, compared to the United States, compared to Italy, compared to Spain, right? Um, even compared to China, the the numbers look quite low. 
Right. Um, there's a real, um, we'll come back to this in a minute, but there's a real mm. clustering. Uh, the big spike, of course, is in Tokyo, and that's so, beginning yeah. to look like exponential right. uh, con uh, contagion. Right. And that's, of course, a great concern because Tokyo is, if you look at it, it's, there's a, there's a, it's not just Tokyo, but it's also Saitama, um, mm. Chiba right. as well. The surrounding so the, prefectures. Yeah, the, the, the bedroom communities that, that serve, serve the, uh, the, uh, the Tokyo economy in particular are being hit. Right. Um, also, Osaka. And mm. Nagoya, although Nagoya, compared mm. to both Osaka and uh, the Kanto area, have, have much lower um, infection rates at this right, point. Right. Um, so, and it looks like so, uh, something recently posted by a colleague of mine in New Zealand who does do disaster management. Okay. Um, uh, point out that there's been a spike, the, the, the big spike, of course, has been in um, uh, re reported cases in Tokyo. And um, followed by a less severe spike in um, uh, Osaka. Not only mm. uh, numerically less severe, but the, 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 the trend line is, is flatter, relatively flatter than what you see in Tokyo. Where we have right. two, two, uh, basically, two, at this point, have 200 new infections a day. Right. Um, and that's becoming exponential. Right. So right. Nagoya, compared to that, it sort of seems to have, it's sort of on the increase. It hasn't tapered off, but again, much lower infection rates. Right. The question, we might talk about this later, why that might be. Mm. There are uh, certain places in um, Japan that have not had any reported cases. These are largely mm. more rural um, prefectures. One of them, for example, is Iwate Prefecture, which is in no the really? northeast, north of Sendai, the big city of uh, Sendai and Miyagi Prefecture. Right. The two or three others, let's see, oh, here, um, Totori and Shimane in western Japan, right. uh, facing on the Japan Sea. Again, um, no reported cases there. Mm. Um, a few of them, like Kagoshima, um, Kagawa, which is in Shikoku, for mm. example, have two or three cases. So very. Okay. The, we have to be careful about this. We can come back to this. These are reported cases. Right. Okay. Right. Um, the death toll has been, like in other places, has largely been in older people, although we mm. are, we're getting reports now of just the other day an infant uh, really? succumbed. Yes. So apparently, and the wow. World Health Organization just this morning put out something that there seems to be a shift toward more people between 30 and 50. Mm. Um, right, right. Being severely yeah, affected. So yeah. it, I don't know if it's the if it's the virus mutating or mm. or what it is. But uh, right, I, just I'm not an new understanding of the virus itself. Right. Right. So and in, in Japan there have been some uh, reported cases recently of young people, uh, mm. teenagers. Again, what in the case of the one case just a day or two ago, an infant. Right. Um, but so um, not only do you find a clustering in the urban areas, but it, but so far the death hole has tended to cluster. Um, in uh, let's say uh, people using daycare facilities, elderly okay. people using uh, day daycare facilities, right. or things like that, or or in a couple of hospitals as well. So okay. um, there seems to be sort of the, that kind of clustering. That seems un to be universal as well, right? You've seen that yeah. in the United States, right. and in Spain, different. Yes, yeah, yeah I think it is. Um, people right. who are vulnerable, in particular, are probably in a, in, a, in a closed space where it's easy to right. to. to, to um, past infections, right. so that in Japan is no different there. Yeah. Um, what has the Japanese government done about this? Mm. Is um, an interesting issue. Um, uh, you had prompted me the other day when you when you asked me to do this. Yeah. Have, uh, there have been a number of responses, highly variable responses around right. the world. Right. Um, um, from total lockdown of the country. Sure. In the case of let's say New Zealand and Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, Taiwan. Um, to really um, wishful thinking on the part, let's say, the United States. Um, mm. <laughs> That's um, one way to put it. Very, yeah. very badly, right. not, not badly, uncoordinated response mm. um, to that. Japan f sort of falls, um, I think, somewhere in between. Mm. Um, I think it's in some ways uh, we could, um, interesting that Japan has, at this point, a, a low, relatively low um, reported infection rate, given the right. population, 126 right. million people. Um, this is it's a very low number. The, the question is, as you know, when you when you when you deal with statistics, the question is always, where are the numbers coming from, and yeah. what do they reflect? We yeah. can talk about that in a minute. Mm. I think any government in the world right now mm. is doing three things about this. Anything that you would ex um, this is what you would expect. I think any government to do in a situation like this. There's mm. basically three sort of types of response. Right. One is to investigate, mm. to test, find out who's got it. Sure. Okay. Um, where did it come from, and things like that. Yeah. 
A second is uh, quarantine, right. some kind of um, attempt to stop the virus simply by keeping people apart or um, putting people, infected people, either in hospital wards or, as they're talking about now, finding hotels. Mm. Good luck. Um, <laughs> Mm. With that, um, but we can come back to that in a minute. But mm. uh, so this is a quarantine, and the third, of course, is uh, remedy. Right. And the remedy could be economic. It could be, as we see right now, um, an international race to develop, develop a, a vaccine. A vaccine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and different countries, uh, Australia, the United States, Canada, uh, um, are all working on this. The Japanese government has also worked. There's a mm. um, there's a uh, medical re uh, Japan Medical Research Institute, which is I think supported by the government, and they had a fairly detailed uh, page of the different uh, research teams that are trying to work on uh, the really? vaccine. Right. Just a day or two ago, Prime Minister Abe announced, or there was a report that he announced that Japan. Mm would make, um, there's a, a vaccine that apparently looks promising, although we have to, we, we have to be careful about that. Um, wow. And he was saying well, Japan would uh, provide this um, gratis um, to, uh, to other countries. I totally missed that report, actually. Wow. It, 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 may, it, may, it may be apocryphal. The yeah. problem is, as you know, anybody, the World Health Organization right. um, is, is saying at this point that a, a, a vaccine would be out by the end of the year, a, a usable mm. vaccine, mm. if it could be developed. And for example, in the case of Middle Eastern Respiratory sy Syndrome, right. no vaccine has, has yet been developed for that. So right. this could right. be, well, you know, depending, if COVID-19 is like some other of these coronaviruses we've seen so far, it mm. could be longer than that. Um, but, you know, so you have to be a little bit careful. When would this be available? Yeah. So it could be a medical response. Um, it could be an economic response. Mm. So I, I'd call that generally remedy. Right. Right. Well, if we look at these three yeah. and ask the question, what is the Japanese government doing? Mm. Um, first of all, we can talk about the national government and about uh, city and uh, prefectural, prefectural governments. Mm. And that, I think, is very interesting. Um, mm. In the case of investigation, what the government has been doing, what the government has authorized is what you might call cluster testing. Mm. Uh, the basic approach is that somebody... Um, is identified as a carrier, and you know, that person is infecting other people. That sort of creates a cluster. Right. And so you so you you take those reported cases and you test them for it, um, and so there are people who might have been a, a, a affected by that. Right. Uh, by the way, uh, the test is not free. It's not. It's neither free nor is it covered by national health insurance. Really. <laughs> yeah. So somebody posted that recently. Uh, a guy who works at Toyota actually, um, kind of yeah. acquaintance. Um, Forty thousand yen for the test, and it's not covered by your health insurance, which is <laughs> very ironic. Very nearly the American response. But, um, <laughs> anyway, the problem with cluster testing is you're yeah. you are you are testing people who are either you think have it or are showing symptoms, right? Um, or ha may have been in contact with somebody else. So this is not widespread testing, right? And one of the arguments about why Japan has a low infection rate is you might have people who have mild symptoms that maybe look like the flu, mm. the regular flu, which is going around this year, of course, sure. yeah. um, or who are asymptomatic, right. and they, don't, they haven't been tested, so they haven't, they haven't been confirmed. Exactly, yeah. And so um, one of the suspicions, both inside Japan but also outside, mm. is that actually Japan, probably ha Japan may have a higher infection rate than is reported in the official, reflected in the, the official statistics. Right. Um, so that's the investigation mm. part of it. Um, in terms of quarantine, I think the government has been really slow to respond. Mm. Um, if you look at, uh, now, for example, if you look at um, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, that was just within the last couple of weeks after the lockdown. Right. And the United States governors are doing this, um, basically uh, preempting the, the, the federal government. Uh, right. In the case of Gavin Newsom in California, is locked to lock the state down. Some non-essential right, businesses, right. you know, go home. Uh, we have to do something about this. Um, the Japanese government has response has been mild compared mm. to that. Um, Taiwan and um, Taiwan seems to have flattened out its infection rate. Um, my colleague in New Zealand uh, is saying that basically within the next week or so, we'll know if that's happened. In, in, New, in Zealand, New Zealand, in, in New mm. Zealand as well, um, that's easier to do in countries like New Zealand or Taiwan, which have right. limited space. They're um, rel relatively compact islands, which means that you can. One, one of the ways you prevent uh, spread, of course, is to both prevent travel abroad but also uh, prevent immigration. Right. 
or at least interdict in immigration, at least temporarily. Sure, sure, sure. So it's easier to do in the case of New Zealand or, um, or Taiwan. Yeah. Um, it's easier, I think, with lower population densities, like in, in New Zealand, for example, probably mm. easier to get people to, to self-quarantine um, to, to prevent um, prevent infection as well. Yeah. Harder to do that in Japan, let's, let's put that right there. Yeah. But the government is very interesting. It has, it has been extremely reluctant to mm. um, to even suggest that people stay home. Right? Yeah. You know, um, it's interesting, um, I, compared to other places, pe people were had been traveling around and you know, doing, doing stuff, um, sort of living normally in a lot of yeah, ways, compared, yeah. to, compared to other countries. And the government has been very shy about saying otherwise. Yeah. Um, I think there are some reasons for this. You know, mm. we can talk, if you want to, I can lay them out right now, or we can talk about that in a, min in a minute. Let's handle those in a minute. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Governor Koike of yeah, Tokyo, Tokyo. Um, has been at this point the most public in calling for even limited uh, right. lockdown. This is, for example, um, not going into town um, on the weekend. Right. Okay. Not during right. the weekday, but during the weekend. In other words, um, avoid shopping. Uh, the government did ask uh, um, a month or so ago did um, request that um, sports and cultural facilities um, shut down. Shut yeah. down. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which which has a, had a limited impact. Although a colleague, a friend of mine, pointed out that they didn't seem to evolve the pachinko parlors or anything like that. So. <laughs> but uh, museums are closed. Um, right. Sports sports uh, sports facilities are closed as well. Right. Um, so there's been sort of limited, but very limited compared to other countries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of the limit limit of quarantine. Governor Koike, Koike seems to have been. Um, um, at this point, sort of in the forefront, and I, yeah. I don't know if she's, if she is um, sort of um, doing this independently of the national mm. government or in coordination. She's a former LDP member, right, so right. Um, it may be that actually she and the the prime minister's resident cabinet, the cabinet have have coordinated, coordinated talk, yeah. talked about this. I haven't heard it one way or the other. Right. Um, so the court, the quarantine that's going on is, is pretty much voluntary mm. at this point, and yeah. it's limited compared to, to other countries and yeah. other, other regions in other countries. Um, the one quarantine that has gone in, into place is progressively um, limitations on international travel, in particular mm. uh, um, entry sure. into Japan. Right. And right. of course now um, the United, the European Union, and the United States are both um, on the, the international quarantine. Yeah. Uh, list. Yeah. Um, as a, of course, China and South Korea. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that um, because Japan is an island country, that's relatively easy to do compared yeah. to other. But again, th there's been sort of if you look at it, um, the government made that decision. For example, only after the United States um, uh, restricted entry from from Japan. From Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the the Abe government has been uh, reluctant. Have, was reluctant to do that, but the gradually, I think that's pretty much in place now. Right. Um, and so that's 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 probably the most. It's the clearest example of let's say quarantine. But okay. it, domestically, you just don't see it. Right. Okay. Right. In terms of remedy, yeah. Uh, one, of course, would something something I mentioned a minute ago. Of course, the government is promoting the development of a vaccine. Right. And of course, there are, I'm sure a number of research lab, Japanese research labs that are involved in this. Again, who who develops. Um, a successful vaccine it has it remains to be seen. Yeah, so it's yeah. too early to tell. Yeah. In terms of uh, other kinds of remedy, of course, the, the government right now, last Friday, agreed to pass a bill that um, would um, provide for up to is it uh, Sanju? Was it Sanju? I think uh, thirty thousand, yeah. uh, three hundred thousand yen, yen, which is about what? That's about three thousand dollars. Yeah, a little less. Um, for um, the, the estimate that I saw was. Um, 10 million out of, of roughly 40 million households in Japan. So right, basically, right. I, uh, my understanding, just looking at the uh, the news, um, one of the ideas being floated was that it would be based on your income and your ability. You'd have to apply for it. It wouldn't be automatic. You'd right. have to apply for it and probably show some kind of financial distress that came out of right, loss right. of business. You have to demonstrate yeah. that yeah, yeah. Your, your salary, your income was adversely affected by the virus. Right. Right. Okay. So, um, which is what again um, maybe a quarter of the households in right. Japan, so and that's if everyone potentially uh, eligible 
right. for that actually does go through with it and files, apply. Yeah. 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 So it's relatively restrained compared to um, what you see in the other countries as well. Again, mm. limited or limited response. Yeah. Um, so that's, in terms of recompense, that's pretty much what's going on. One thing, yeah. by the way, let me see, mm. back up to a minute about quarantine. Um, the uh, number of um, leaders, typically you find this in presidential systems, uh, have uh, basically announced national emergencies, uh, right. which gives them special mm. abilities to, to mobilize resources to deal with this. Right. In Japan, that, would ha that requires a statute. Of course, Japan, as mm. you think about it historically, has had some bad experiences with declarations of emergency and things right. like that. And, with, and so the government, I think, has been reluctant. I'm sure the, the opposition parties are not happy about yeah. that. Uh, Governor Koike has sort mm. of hinted that that would be awfully nice because that would strengthen prefectural governor's abilities to, to deal with the situation. Right. But that would require statute. Rather mm. like, for example, Japan's peacekeeping operations bills. Each separate peacekeeping operation abroad requires a statute mm. for that for that peacekeeping operation, mm, mm. and so the approach is one of one of the I think this one of the things that's holding this up is the prime minister can't simply decide that he's going to do this. Right. Um, so this so, which has I think limited some of the more you might say more drastic measures that you see sure. in other countries as in, well. Yeah. Um, he hasn't go, certainly hasn't gone as far as the president of the Philippines um, <laughs> right. authorizing the police to, to shoot to kill right. uh, demonstrators um, for breaking quarantine. Uh, that's not what's going to happen. But anyway, right. So um, yeah, wow. So, well, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. That was very detailed uh, explication of the current the current situation here in Japan. So as you uh, broke that down into three sort of main areas of response mm -hmm. from, a, from a national government level. Mm -hmm. uh, investigation, they're limited to mainly cluster testing. Mm -hmm. Quarantine, they've been slow to respond. The remedy as well, at least in terms of sort of uh, financial, um, financial remedies for distressed families, are also relatively small in proportion. Sort of despite the reactions from many of the different governments around the world. How how does Prime Minister Abe and and uh, his cabinet rationalize mm -hmm. their their decision? Um, other than the fact that they can't just sort of slap down a national state of emergency like certain other presidential democracies would. Okay, that's a good point. Um, why can't they? I think they're going to, there's, there's statutory, statutory limitations. Mm. I think there are a number of calculations going on. Um, and if you look at the timing, for example, of, let's say, Governor Koike's uh, pronouncements, like, again, urging people to stay home on the weekends and sort of to, to avoid non essential uh, right. travel from home and things like that. Right, um, right. Again, um, far cry from a state of emergency. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, the, the calculation there, I, the, the, the two things, and these are intertwined, yeah. I think. Um, first of all, um, as James Carville so famously put on uh, the uh, Clinton campaign headquarters mm. um, main office uh, back in the 1992 election, it's the economy, stupid. Mm -hmm. um, the, I think the government, yeah. uh, Japan has the third, world's third largest economy. Yep. Um, one of Prime Minister Abe's um, main goals has been Sustained economic growth, mm. shooting for a two percent inflation rate, which we, which hasn't been able to. Yeah. But if you look at the last year, you do find, mm. you know, some mild inflation, which would you would normally associate with economic growth. And right. Low, but sort of compared to the last twenty years, maybe the beginnings of respectable economic growth. He, I think, he's really worried about what's going to happen. Mm. Um, Especially if this lasts a long time, so right. part of his, I think, is if you, for example, if, for example, um, unlike in California, where the government basically stay, especially for non-essential businesses, stay home. Right. Don't care. Um, Something like three weeks as well. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah stay home for three weeks. Uh, basically, let's, let's see if we can't break the cycle of of sure. of of, sure. um, of increased infection here. He's been very reluctant to do that because I think of the, the economic consequences of doing that. Right. So that's one. If you look at the, the famous th three arrows, the third arrow is economic stimulation. Right. Um, the Keynesian aspect of that has worked. Pump priming stuff has worked fairly well, but in terms of getting sort of sustained economic growth, that's been a um, that's been a 
constant issue mm -hmm. for the entire time that he's been prime minister right. for the last six years. So right. I think there, there, there is that economic calculation. Whatever you want, whatever you do, don't order a shutdown of the economy. Right. And if, what you see, of course, is we were talking a few minutes ago about Toyota in this area, for example. The big auto yeah. manufacturers are deciding by themselves to um, shut down various operations. Uh, various yeah. operations. So um, they, they may, in fact, be doing what the prime minister politically finds uh, himself unwilling to do, but right, achieving right. a similar result. So people are going to work. I think Governor yeah. Koik, Governor Koik as um, um, stay home on the weekend um, yeah. policy um, still encourages people to go to work. Sure. Um, although sure. you know, so in terms of limiting and, and spread of infection, I'm not sure what the uh, the overall I, the efficacy yeah, <laughs> efficacy of that is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there it is. The other, and this is I think related to mm. that, is the Olympics. Yeah. Um, if you look, mm. when did Governor Koike start coming out and sort of start talking publicly about measures mm. to, you know, to avoid um, uh, to avoid spread of infection in Tokyo? Partly it's because there's, there's a spike going on, but the other was this was after the IOC and the Japanese government had sat down and agreed to postpone the Olympics until next summer, right, um, 2021. Right. So I think that. Um, I mean, this is both an economic calculation. You think about all sure. of the money that's been invested in, in yeah. uh, not only just the the, uh, the, the uh, Tokyo metropolitan government, the T Tokyo prefectural government, but also private investors. Yeah, I was in the uh, the supermarket the other day, and they were they had all the, the 2020 Olympic stuff was all on sale. Yeah, which is the, yeah. you know if you can avoid a dead loss on that, that'll be something. But it's not going right, to be the profits exactly. that everybody was hoping from. And so that you know you think about part of the economic stimulus was sure. was was the Olympics. Sure. So that's off for a year, maybe maybe longer. We don't know. Right. Okay. So, but the government has uh, the Abe government um, again the, the the Tokyo prefectural government had been um, have sort of picked up the pace on mm. remedy now. Sure. Remedy and uh, quarantine. Um, now that it's clear that the, the Olympics aren't going to happen. Right. And therefore, the, I, think this is, it's a, I think for, for Prime Minister Abe, it's two things. It's economic stimulus. I think it's also legacy. He's in his sixth year as Prime Minister. Right. Um, Ishiba Shigeru has raised the banner of a post-Abe era mm -hmm. again. He's done that. Uh, repeatedly in the last three years, he's he's Abe's main rival in in the, in the party. Right. Um, but you know, at, at, after six years, it would be sort of you would it wouldn't be unnatural to think about a successor to mm. the current prime minister. Mm. And I think for him, I don't. Um, the Olympics would be a really nice way to sort of pave the way for nice a change of yeah. government. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's high status. Whether the economic. Uh, uh, the economic promise aside, it's, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's a high status uh, thing to do. Uh, and it's very much the, the Japanese sort of foreign policy style, if you, if you think about it. So Yeah. So. so you have Prime Minister Abe, whose administration has, well, like, like you said, there, are, there were three main arrows, three main yeah, pillars, right? right, right. right? Um, but one of them, of course, was, was the fiscal policy, right? right. Abenomics, right? right? Um, and so... It's obviously uh, problematic when you have a governing body that favors short-term economic gain over the health of the nation. Right? Do you think, from, from your position, is the Japanese citizenry, does the Japanese population, do they look at the Abe administration's decisions, their sort of, uh, their reluctance to make major changes? Do they view the risk management as largely problematic or are they just falling in line? That's a good question. I haven't seen any polling data. Mm. I don't know that any polls have been done. I haven't seen any data on it. So I have nothing hard right. to tell you. Uh, a little incident that, that popped up on uh, social networking uh, services recently. Yeah. Um, and one of the uh, this is this is one of the remedy measures. Uh, the government was going to provide two masks 
two uh, gauze masks per household right. as a way to I prevent saw that as well. infection. Yeah. Um, some memes that follow that. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, you're talking, you're talking about abino uh, abinomics, abinomics, uh, in, in this, this neologism that's been coined. Right. Um, um, immediately became Abe no mask. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I think stuff like that um, is it, sort of, in a way, it sort of points to, I think, a certain mm. public view of the government response, um, which is that um, the government isn't doing a lot about this. Right. Um, and well, for example, the case of providing two masks per household um, clearly is, is inadequate given. Uh, the need, yeah. um, although there's some good, I think, good economic factors that are at work, um, both the psychological and economic factors about why there aren't more masks in Japan. By the way, for your listeners overseas, yeah. the, ja the natural Japanese response to any infectious disease outbreak, which includes the it, uh, mm. the flu every every winter, right, right, um, and also by the way, allergies in the spring this time of year, <laughs> is to to wear a gauze mask, right, um, and that's much more prevalent in Eastern Asia, mm -hmm. in general. Japan in particular compared to, let's say, the United States or sure, sure. other Western societies. So the first thing people do is put on a mask. That's uh -huh. the first line of, of, of defense for, yeah. um, for, the, for the cold and flu season or the allergy season and so on and so forth. So the, hence this, this whole point about you know, two masks per, ha per household yeah. isn't going to help anybody um, or help, will help very few people. Right. Um, so there, there's that. Um, one of the things I think, though, is if you just look at people's behavior here. Mm. Um, I, had a, I have a, um, a student who's in uh, Brisbane, Australia, right here, this year, mm. um, studying. A Japanese uh, student? A Japanese student, mm. one of my, uh, one of my God, seminar yeah. students, mm. um, who's studying um, for a year in Brisbane. Yeah. And uh, she posted something recently on Facebook. She was horrified by the Japanese lackadaisical approach sure. to sure. COVID-19 compared to, for example, Australia or compared to, to other countries as well. Yeah. Um, I think people are, are not taking it, either they, they're not taking it seriously or maybe they think that there's nothing to be done about it. I don't know mm. which. Mm. Um, but uh, they're not, if you look at people are, people are still out, you know, the streets aren't deserted. Yeah. Um, like you said, everyone's going to work. They're, 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 go they're going to work. <laughs> Very um, few right. companies have implemented telework, remote work. Right, so, right. We've got to come back to that in just a minute. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, um, I think that um, generally speaking, I mean, there's probably not terribly high expectation of the government yet. Partly because, mm. again, the government figures um, are, lo are low in terms of the infection, whether right, they're right. accurate or not. Right. Okay. And. Um, Advocates of more aggressive testing would say that you know the, the numbers reflect an extremely conservative estimate of the actual sure. Um, sure. prevalence of this virus. Yeah, um, impossibly in, in, in the population. Yeah, <laughs> estimates, yeah. right? So um, we don't know. Right. So right. Um, having said that, what, what nobody I think at this point nobody knows what what a higher number would actually be. Sure. And so I don't want to get don't want to speculate on about right right you know, about that. But I think everybody thinks that the government's approach to this, which is um, extremely conservative testing, yeah, um, underestimates the infection rate, which therefore um, tends to lower concern in the public. Oh well, you know, some people will get it, but maybe not me. Sure. Um, uh, my wife um, likes to watch the morning uh, sort of news variety programs. Yeah. And uh, since I am um, working from home a lot these days, um, <laughs> uh, I am working from home um, most days, uh, at least in the mornings. Um, I um, sort of listen. She's upstairs watching these, and I'm downstairs um, doing something else. <laughs> right. But I listen to these. And, you know, um, if you, see, you find this in other places, the younger people in particular have sort of. Mm. Um, accepted this view that uh, this is this is something that kills old people. Mm. Um, you might get it, but it's like the flu. So you you know you, you know if you're 20 or you know or something, you'll bounce back. Right. And so um, um, you have um, uh, I think the, the, the public expectations may not, may not may not yet be that great of the government. Hence right. maybe. Um, Again, I haven't seen public opinion polls on mm. you know, ratings of the, the prime minister's performance on this. Sure, sure. No, well, I, my experience has been largely similar, right. I think. Um, you don't really have a, the sort of sense of crisis 
the yeah. alarm that right. you would expect uh, or that you see in, in many right. other foreign countries. Yeah, the flip side of your student, your Japanese student studying in Brisbane, mm -hmm. is all of the students who I support, mm -hmm. all of the international mm -hmm. students right. who are affiliated with my MPO, um, and their problem, they, they have similar experiences to your student in Brisbane mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, they have their, their families are calling them, mm -hmm. right? They, they pay more attention to foreign media, different mm -hmm. things like that, and they just can't believe what the, the, how surreal everything is in, in Japan. People just carrying on, right. going to see the cherry blossoms, drinking outside, right? right. The, there has been a reduction in the number of people riding subways, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, it's far from zero. Yeah. Uh, you still see lots of people commuting to work. You see lots of people not wearing masks, yeah. even. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, it's, it's hard to judge without actual hard data, uh, what, whether this is a potentially administration-ending <laughs> uh, set of decisions that, that, that Abe is making, but it doesn't seem like there's this tremendous outcry from the Japanese public. Right. Right. Yeah. I, think, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and um, the, the question then becomes why, and I don't have an answer to that. Right, why are right. people... Um, more concerned about this? Why aren't they putting more pressure on on right. public authority um, to do something to do to take um, measures? On the other hand, it may be also that yeah, you think about it. One of the from the public's perspective, mm. any let's say effective mm. um, measure or measures taken to contain this thing would would cause tremendous public inconvenience. Mm. Sure. Okay. Yeah, no you, you, okay. You, um, you, you might not be able to, to ride the subway. Okay? Right. Right. Um, I don't know any Americans who are actually happy about being shut in. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know, do, um, and so on and so forth. So that may that may be part of that as well. That yeah. you know, um, as long as you're you're not getting it, do you really want to have to go through the the, the discomfort and dislocation of yeah. of uh, staying at home? Sure. Um, or or. Working from home. By the way, yeah. in terms of working from home, you mentioned yeah, yeah. That people aren't doing that. Aren't doing that. Um, I was thinking. Mm. Uh, my at, at Nanton University, we um, uh, in the middle of last month, beginning of last month, yeah. we sent our students home, our, our mm. inter international exchange students home. Right. Um, uh, the decision was made. Uh, the, the question is, do we want this to sort of maybe? Stay in session, sort of see how things go, mm. or what. And um, wiser heads, I guess, prevailed and said, "Let's send, <laughs> let's we need to send these students home before they can't go home," right. which is which we sure. see increasingly happening around the world. Right, right. So we sent them home, and we were asked to for students who wanted to continue to take our classes. Basically, they they were being sent home mid semester. Mm. So, and if you're a, 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 an international exchange student, uh, especially. Um, on a, sort of a, on a traditional exchange, mm. when you're studying abroad, the credit you, re, you, you get at, at, at that university frequently is transferable back to your home university. Right. So students would be losing, effective, might potentially be losing effectively a semester's worth of credits sure. which would delay their graduation. It might um, cause all kinds of other, you know, obviously there are financial burdens involved in extending uh, beyond four years and so on and so forth. Right. So the decision was made, um, for students who wanted to stay enrolled in the classes, mm. could we go over to online teaching? Of course, right. the United States is doing this wholesale. And generally speaking, um, the faculty were willing to do that. Yeah. It has been an experience. Um, I, have, <laughs> I have some limited experience from last fall in a different class um, doing it, so I, 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 mm. sort of, I knew what I, what, what, what I could do, but it, 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 it's, not, it's not as comfortable as, as one on I one. imagine. Yeah. Do you, is the, the classroom well adapted to uh, online. Nanzan University mm. is. Mm. Um, we have there have been uh, we've into um, in, other universities of course have done this too. But you know, 
added uh, software programs or platforms that you can use. Maybe like um, we have uh, one called Web Class. I'm, I'm using Canvas mm -hmm. right now. Okay. Um, sort of platforms that are designed to allow you to interact with students. They can submit papers. They can you can get discussion threads going and things like this. So the infrastructure was yeah, already yeah, in yeah. place. You can yeah. you can link to Zoom or you can link to other like video presentations and so on and so forth. Right. Um, you can up upload materials. Yeah. So you know, it, it's it's it takes a little bit of getting used to, but once you sort of get the hang of it, you there's this, you can you can you can do this. Yeah. Um, despite this is something that international students always point out, and show you did when you when you were here the first time. Mm. There's this image of Japan as this unbelievably high tech <laughs> society. Mm. You get here and you find out it doesn't work like that. Right. Um, in, um, I also administer a graduate program at Nanson and yeah. uh, found that a lot of things that we had done face to face could probably be done, you know, using emails or using, you know, in other words, mm. um, but there's this, Japan is still a society where, you know, if you don't, if you don't um, put your red seal on something, exactly. right? if you put the, yeah. don't put the ink on something, yeah. it's not signed, yeah. right? So you have to go to the office and do that. Right. Or, um, and a lot of sort of face-to-face -face interactions yeah. um, are sort of built into the business culture, sort of what, the, the working culture in Japan. Um, so I think it's gonna be harder mm. for large numbers of workers in companies to go mm. home, even if they got told to stay home, right. could they do their jobs from home? Of course, there are certain kinds of jobs you simply can't do. Right. Okay. Uh, there are certain kinds of jobs that require a physical presence. Sure. Okay. And um, but even for a lot of the, the office work, uh, you know, the, the culture, you know, especially in the big corporations. So there's this this image that nobody goes goes home until the uh, the section chief goes home. And, right. And so if the section chief is a, is a, is one of these you know, you know sort of old fashioned types, he might stay till eight o'clock at night. So you can't go home until he goes home. And right. So, right. And obviously, if everybody's working from home, there's no way to control that. And, that, sure. and, and but also. It, that would change people's, it would change work culture, which may Absolutely. actually may yeah. be a good thing, but in the short run, that's probably going to be pretty uncomfortable for people. Yeah, yeah, so, I don't think there's any doubt about so, that. And it may be uncomfortable for businesses as well. You know, yeah. um, one of the things I have found, I will tell you this, mm. um, over the years, having adapted to various education technologies, <laughs> is there's a, there is, the, the, the economists call it opportunity cost, and it is mm. a very real thing. Sure. You know, in other words, the, the, the time it takes you to learn the new system is time lost doing something else. Right, right. Um, and, you know, and so a wholesale change to, let's say, working from home, mm. working online, working from home, um, is um, what involve that kind of cost. There's a learning yeah. curve, obviously. Yeah. And especially, yeah. especially for, you know, older colleagues. Um, right. You know, I have... And we we still have one in my in my department one or two colleagues who just refuse to use their email. Refuse you know, <laughs> to use their email. email, right? What are they so, using instead? Paper. Writing letters. Paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, so get, getting these people into the right, electronic right. classroom is going to be impossible. So, yeah. So. Okay, that's interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean, there are growing pains associated with implementing any new technology. Yeah. But these are growing pains that Japan has avoided. Facing for far too long, for, for right, and one of the one for of the your things, generation basically. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that they often say about Japan is that uh, the only way that to change Japanese, well, not the only way, but one of the most effective ways historically to mm -hmm. change Japanese culture is gaiatsu, right? Right. So external pressure, right? Right. And I mean, this is uh, this is obviously encapsulating the globe, right? Mm -hmm. It's not something restricted to Japan, and every country is right. forced to adapt, right? But I mean, the the pressures are are more than sufficient, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> right. The, the 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 sort of exigencies of the current right. situation are more than enough to force or ought to force Japanese companies and institutions to look at more sustainable methods of of operating. I, for me, it seems like actually an excellent chance to sort of catch up with the rest of the world. Uh, should they should they sort of take that more progressive approach right. remains to see whether that will happen um, that that's a pot um, that that's a possibility that's a, yeah. I was thinking the same thing about Japanese higher education mm. um, which this is you know this may change the way um, 
structurally changed the way higher mm. education in Japan works. I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 this depends on, of course, on the the program and the university. But you know, my university, um, which is a, started out as a foreign language liberal arts university, right. Is that idea of sort of you know you're not really studying if you're not in the classroom, sure, and sure. if the professor is not lecturing, there's no learning going on. Right, and of course, right. that's um, you, uh, pedagogically that that's that's questionable. Um, <laughs> although lecturing is in many ways an effective way of, of conveying information, but there are other ways of doing this. Right. So, um, I'm sort of thinking about this actually with my students. Mm. Um, uh, by the way, the universities here. Pretty much, uh, if you look at the, the one of the things that the prime minister did in terms of quarantining was to suspend um, secondary, primary and secondary education. Right. Basically, extend spring break until the beginning of April. Now, right. so the students are going back to school, although the prefectures and the municipalities will have some control over you know, right, stuff right. like that. Well, the universities, of course, uh, mine, for example, Nanzan, uh, at least two others in the area, probably a lot of them, all push there at the beginning of the spring semester back three weeks to mm. the third week of April. Okay. And basically, in, it, that means is maybe um, opening, leaving classes open until, let's say, early August rather than finishing in late July, which is typically the way the spring semester goes and right. so forth. Mm. Uh, there will be no golden week at the, in the universities this year. This would, um, okay. Yeah, so, just power so, through. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, that's pretty clear this year. But anyway. Um, so this sort of adjusting, which in a way is sort of a kind of, of quarantining as well, but this mm. is a, a voluntary decisions. But I, I'm thinking about this because we don't know what, if the students will be, be able to come back on the 20th or yeah, the 24th. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so there very well may be yeah, a golden right. week, right? And the way, yeah. If things continue on right. their current trajectory. Right. I, I'm, I'm thinking about this because I want to get my seminar started. My third year, mm. uh, my fourth year students are, are pretty much working on the graduation thesis. They can do that alone, right? right? As long as we right. check in from time to time. With the third years, we do, uh, for the last five or six years, almost every year I've done a collaborative research project. Mm. Uh, where we all do something together, and so, right. I, so I was thinking about again the, you know, what what technologies would I use mm. to get them started? Because I thought about this. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, some 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 ground some 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 groundbreaking stuff, mm. some preparatory stuff that they could probably do from home. But the question is how to how to supervise them because especially if we're going to do a uh, data uh, build a data set. Right. This, for this project, then we need to know that the, the numbers are, are accurate, and that's easier yeah. to do when you can have them in the when same you're place. Together, swap, you swap, you know, swapping counts and stuff like right, that, making right. sure that everybody's coming up with the same count for the same uh, for the same variables. Right. So I had to sort of think about that, but you know, I was thinking about that in some ways. Mm. This, would, um, you know, it is a real opportunity to think about. How you can potentially right, simulate yeah, that, right, yeah. in a digital environment? Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly raises pretty major uh, sort of existential questions for professors in <laughs> university system yeah. and different things like that. Um, um, what what I fear is that the Japanese government's response to the the size. Um, of the problem itself will only catch up after it's far too late. That that's I think that is the concern. Yeah. Um, if you look at um, the, the the American government reaction, I mean that's a good example right, right. Of, of starting much too late. And, and the criticisms of the administration's responses is that it, it, it I think and I, I do see some parallels with the with the Abe government. Mm. Um, sort of maybe wishful thinking. Um, if right. you just if you ignore yeah, the yeah, absolutely let, let the problem go away. Um, and, and if it doesn't, then you're in real trouble because you're way behind the curve yeah. when it comes to taking me measures. Of course, once once you get outbreaks like you're getting, right? Um, there was something recently I saw about some, a colleague. This colleague in New Zealand is provides his colleagues with what he thinks is fairly reliable data on what's going on. But mm. one interesting thing is, in the United States, the states that have locked down and those that, that haven't. In the southern states, yeah. the, the old Confederacy has not locked down. <laughs> um, okay. um, I mean, it, 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 if you look at it, it's, I did, it looked at this map of the United States. California has parts of the yeah. Midwest, maybe, or the, the Plain States. You know, the, the, the Dakotas it may be less of an issue if you're right. If your if your ranch is five Natural miles from anybody, you know, twenty yeah. miles from anybody. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, I, of course, your your infection rates are much lower there too as well. But it's interesting. The old Confederacy, um, mm. and people are still traveling. Um, 
Well, in in like New Orleans got hammered, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of yeah. Yeah. Well, the, so. the, the, the problem is, and people are if they're coming from out of state, it's not just yeah. a matter of people in town getting right. sick. It's you know, you know, if if they pick up something, if somebody from Wisconsin picks up something, somebody something from somebody in let's say Florida, right, in, in, right. in the Big Easy, then it goes up back all over the place again. Right. So. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what What do you expect from the Abe administration now that the Olympics have been postponed? And you're now starting to see outbreaks that yeah. could potentially be exponential. Right. What do you uh, foresee through the summer? Um, through the summer, I don't know. Let me say right mm. now, we've seen the last week, we've seen finally, I think, with the Olympics out of the way, for good or ill, yeah. um, what we see is the government becoming clearer about the, ne the need to do something. Uh, we won't know for a while what's going to happen. I will be very interested to see what happens with the school openings. Mm. Um, mm. Um, and of course, once the, once the universities are, are back. Um, one of the problems, again, this is, uh, for, forget, for your, your listeners mm. who might be, let's say, in certain parts of the United States, for yeah. example. Yeah. Um, one of the problems is it's really difficult to go to school um, either as a third elementary school third grader or as a university graduate student mm. without using public transportation right um, unless unless you live in an apartment right off campus or something like right. that and of course if you're in an apartment right off campus again you think about this the the the, the, the density population density especially mm. in the big cities mm. and the reliance on public transportation mm. Means that it's really hard to do. Even if you're, if you, even if you're self-quarantining, you know, um, once you get home, then you sit, once you go out into public, it's much harder to avoid being around people just doing daily things. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a physical mm. um, aspect of this that you know people may not understand. I, right. I, right. I elected to drive over today, for example. But I thought right. I thought about you know the, the other the way to get the other way to get here would be to take the bus and then take the subway. Um, right. <laughs> in Nagoya, you can do that because Nagoya is an automotive industry town. Right. You can't do that in Tokyo. Right. Okay. It's harder to do that in, in some of the other big metropolitan areas. Yeah. Uh, simply be, because of the the physical layout of the city. Sure. Sure. Um, into the summer, who knows? I think what everybody's looking for is is the magic bullet, mm -hmm. the the uh, the uh, the COVID nineteen um, vaccine that will take care of all of this whole problem. But right. I don't. I think it's hard to say what's because since this is a new virus, we don't know if let's say warmer weather will. Um, right. Yeah. Um, the jury's to out on that one. Right. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not. I'm not. A virologist. I'm not an epidemiologist. <laughs> I couldn't tell you about this, yeah. so I, I won't say anything about that. Yeah. Um, I think the the administration is publicly more willing to take this seriously now than it was mm. even just a week or two, week or ten days ago. Uh, disasters are hard. <laughs> um, one of the things the Japanese government has not been terribly good at. It's gotten better over the years. Mm is disaster response. But if, if you think right. about it, one of the problems with this kind of thing, on the one hand, there are epidemiologists, right. uh, there are health um, specialists who have been warning about sure. this. If you look at sure. SARS, there's MERS, now there's COVID-19, um, there have been outbreaks, periodic outbreaks um, uh, of, of some new viruses. I mean, this goes, goes, right. goes way back in, in, in human history. Uh, but the thing about these is these 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 events are not sort of regular social mm. events. You can't predict when they're going to happen. You can't predict where they're going to happen. Yeah. Um, whether they explode or not. Right. Um, and so, this, I think, in any country, this kind of this kind of event strains public policy capabilities. Right. Right. It just it just does. Yeah. Um, and that's and so I think any government. Um, is is going to have difficulty dealing with this. In mm. some ways, Prime Minister Abe has maybe done more 
to sort of institutionalize measures for dealing with this. For example, the National mm. Security Council, which is very small. It's nothing like the National Security Agency in the United States. Okay. But the National Security Council does deal with this now. I mean, there's, there's right. now a, a, a committee within the cabinet that is designed to deal with things like this, these irregular events that don't come up in the normal course of policy making. Right, right. Um, however, a lot of the measures, um, statutory or otherwise, mm. that uh, might be available to another government maybe aren't in, aren't available mm. in mm. Japan without special legislation things like that yeah so something else also mm. I think about mm. um, what it's to, to, I'm thinking about this this may be a lecture for one of my classes later this year mm. on the one hand before it became unfashionable this was called the Wuhan virus wasn't it yeah um, it started it started in China yeah. um, or at least that was where the outbreak was where, the, where it came from who knows okay but um, from the navel of China one would expect it to be right. over there. we've seen historically periodic outbreaks in that part of the world anyway now, right without casting aspersions I think we can say that yeah um, and very quickly of course it spread throughout China but the, the interesting thing that that you see, I think, compared to let's say 30 or 40 years ago, mm. is that more Chinese are going abroad, which means potentially they're carrying it with them. Or cruise ships are putting into China from Chinese ports, for example, and maybe, right. you know. And so it's easier, globalization has made it a lot easier for um, a national mm. viral outbreak to become an international pandemic. Right. Uh, what's interesting though, and this is what I find uh, really interesting, mm. is that the response to this has been largely national. Outside mm. of the WHO, what right, international right. body is dealing with this? Yes, I mean, I mean um, the, the, the EU government, the, 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 the head of the, uh, the EU, so wishfully asked for a, a speed up in testing procedures for vaccine, but the, the, uh, you don't really hear about an EU response to this, even, even in the EU. Right, right. It's the Italian response, it's the Spanish response, it's the yeah. German response, yeah. it's, it's uh, the British response. Okay. Right. In this part of the world, you know, of course, um, you don't have anything like the EU. But I mean, basically, mm. the Taiwanese response or the Chinese sure. response mm. or uh, the the, the key Korean, response, you know, yeah. like South Korea and so on and so forth. Um, and what I, what I find interesting is this is mm. clearly is a global problem. Um, mm. And give think of going back to your we're talking about industries the automobile industry mm. think about the way automobile production is done these days I mean, in 2011 one of the things you saw was that the um, tsunami and the earthquake mm. in the Kanto area of Japan up you know Hitachi Ibaragi those areas where they have a lot of your big factories yeah. were were um, impacting production in the United States or in Germany or in Southeast Asia because mm. of the way parts are shipped around Global the world. Global supply chains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way supply chains work. Um, and yet, you would expect that as well right. in, in, in this. And you see very little, I think, sort of coordinated international response mm. to this. I mean, probably at the epistemic community level, scientists are talking to each other. The virologists are talking. Right, right. Obviously, they're, they're publishing their research. You know, in the, in the Lancet or places like that, getting this stuff out as, as quickly as they can. Right. But in terms of sort of international public policy response, mm. I just don't see it. Yeah. Well, it's totally unprecedented. Yeah. Right. So uh, perhaps, you know, come the next, you know, COVID 20 or something <laughs> like that, right? When, it, it, you know, God forbid something like that does happen, mm. we could hope for right. a more coordinated global response. Um, yeah, uh, I think we're at a, a sort of watershed moment in Japan, mm. right? Um, sort of waiting to see which way uh, the coin falls. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I feel like the, the more pessimistic or perhaps the more realistic side of me feels like it's only a, a matter of time, to be honest. But, you know, you... you hope for the best in right. these situations right. and yeah. take every precaution that you can. Yeah, I think at this point again the 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 uh, one of the, the the basically the the, the remedy if you will mm. um, comes down to basically at this point voluntary public remedy. And then right, right. self quarantining yeah. avoiding trying to avoid um, places that where infections might happen things right. like that. Um, that may be actually an advantage for Japan, which is that mm. when, um, it's a, it's a, 
in essence, it's a fairly orderly society. Once people get the point, get right. the message that, gee, we ought to really be staying home more than we do, right? right? We don't really need to run to uh, the, 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 the shopping mall, you know, every weekend, you know, right. or, or right. whatever. Um, then what you might get, and this, you, you have seen this in sort of, you saw this in, 2000, in, in, in 2011, basically sort of self-discipline right. was uh, made, prevented um, some parts of that disaster from being even worse than it, than right. it was. And that may be, but... Um, Remains, it remains <laughs> to be seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll see. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much again uh, for reacting to a very quick request on my <laughs> right. part. Right. Uh, I think you 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 sort of outlined it very well um, for a foreign audience and for me as well. Sort of the political background. Right. Uh, I was I was ignorant of the political background. I, I understood that there were certain restrictions in place, and then it's not as easy as just declaring a state of emergency, right. but I didn't understand sort of the statutory limitations. So right. that was uh, very illuminating. Yeah. Um, thank you once again for your time and stay safe. Thank you, and thank <laughs> you for having me on your, your program again. Yeah, so. and hopefully classes do get started according to schedule at Nanza. Right, yeah. um, it's, it's kind of funny, because um, mm. you think you're gonna enjoy the break after a while, you get fidgety. Oh, where, sure. Where yeah. is everybody? Everyone's a little stir crazy. N Nansan's a ghost town right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's April. There should there should be students here doing stuff. Here, right, so. right. Anyway, yeah. so hopefully in a, in a few weeks. Hopefully, um, well, we'll see. Yeah. Let's not say anything that... Uh, Count our chickens before they... Right, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah.